It gradually introduced them to that topic. And you'll find that your spouse, if they care about you, they care about your partnership or marriage, and they care about your family together, then they do care about money. They just don't know it and they don't care the way that you care. They're not going to do the same things you do. They are not you. So help them to be them and help them to understand how your actions as a family and your spending habits as a family down the line. Remember, you have to gradually introduce them to this. Your spending as a family are affecting your future. Welcome to Living a Budget. My name is Katherine Vanderlaan. I'm a financial and career coach at Saber Street. This podcast is for people who are hungry to get to financial independence and retiring early, which means getting out of debt, saving like it's second nature, and setting up your life to pay it forward. Living a budget is about so much more than just budgeting. We tackle the hard topics, all with the goal to have as much fun as possible while getting to financial independence and retiring early, whatever that looks like for you. I firmly believe you can have fun while getting to financial independence because I've done it myself and I know you can too. Let's get started. Welcome to Living a Budget, episode 17. How to talk to your spouse or partner about money when they don't care. Oh gosh, this one, this is something that I work with all the time, all the time. I have had couples who really recover, who who get through this. I've had couples who whose marriage is super strengthened. They get through everything they 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 learn to communicate around money. And then I've had couples that come to me and I require them to go through marriage counseling twice as often as they meet me. And it's because that I see their marriage is on their rocks, that this is not the only issue, that their priorities are not aligned. And I kind of wonder if they did premarital counseling or not. So I, I tend to ask. I don't stay wondering about things. I ask. So, so we're going to get into this topic today. If you are the spouse who really cares about money, cares about your budget, cares about your retirement and making sure your fi- your finances are secure, your future is taken care of, and you are married to someone or living with somebody or you, or you have a partner who just doesn't care, doesn't seem to care at all about the financial aspect. So let me just start here with a bit of a story. And I know I didn't do much of an introduction. We're, we're mid-November now or uh, close to it and it's starting to get cold. So I only talk about, I, I try to introduce podcasts when I have something nice to say and I'm, I'm kind of miserable when it gets to be cold. So I'm just going to focus on the work here and maybe in the next episode, I'll be a little bit more chipper for you guys once I've figured out uh, how to wear a sweater again. So all right. So, so let me tell you a bit of a story here. I was working with this couple and they were not married, uh, where the, the woman in the, in the relationship was very, very detail oriented. She knew what she was doing. She had a plan. She loved getting into the details. She loved planning and she loved following her plan. And this is not a commentary about male, female, uh, roles or or anything like that. 
This is just who she was. And I've, I've, I've met and worked with couples who are the, you know, who are opposite where the, the guy is really, uh, really detail oriented and the woman could not care less. So, so no commentary on that. I've worked with both. Anyway, she was extremely detail oriented and he was the ideas guy. He loved to pursue these big, big ideas, these big things. But when it came to cataloging their spending or the details, it was like pulling teeth. I could not get him to do it. She couldn't get him to do it. And, and it was very, very frustrating for her because she wanted him to care as much as she did about their finances. She wanted him to look at their finances, look at their spending, to catalog things, to do it together. And we ended up talking, her, her and I, one-on-one, she and I, about their finances and about this dynamic that they were having. Because it was so very frustrating to her that he didn't seem to care as much as she did. Now, there was a lot more going on in this situation. She, there, there was just a lot more that I'm not going to get into. But let me tell you a little bit about what helped. So we, we talked about, she and I talked about her work, what she did for work. And she did a lot of project management. So she, she worked with different people and, and helped them do their, their jobs and make sure that they were on schedule and, and had all the details. So she was, she was very detail-oriented as a person and did that for work too. She and I talked about the dynamic she had with different people at work. And whether they liked to sit down and look at schedules and looked at and look at budgets like she did. And she said, no, no, absolutely. They don't do that. I said, all right, well, when you're working with somebody who's in charge and you're the details person, you're you're for the budget. How do you approach that? Do you sit down and go through every line item with them? And she said, oh, no, 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 I don't. I pull out trends and talk about different ways that we could change those trends to be better for the company, better for the project et cetera, et cetera. And then all of a sudden, as she was saying that a light bulb went off and she went, Oh, that's why. Oh, that is a good method for approaching this budget and our spending and our income and our trends with my partner, because he, it's not necessarily that he was in charge. It's that he did care. He cared about where they were going. He cared about whether they were taken care of, but she couldn't tell. She couldn't see that because he didn't want to go line by line like she did in the budget. She thought that time spent with her going through every single one of the expenses was a, a way that he could show love to her, but that wasn't in his nature. He was not going to show love to her by sitting down and looking line on line by line. It was like pulling teeth for him. For her, it was pulling teeth to try to get him to do it. So we talked through different ways that she could approach this and came through, came up with a kind of step-by-step approach. Let me go through that step-by-step approach because she came to the realization it wasn't that he didn't care. It was that he didn't do the same things that she did when he cared. And he thought that he needed to care the same way that she did. And so he felt inadequate. He felt that he wasn't going to ever get this, that he wasn't going to succeed. He he wasn't going to be an equal contributor in this partnership. And that just wasn't true. 
So instead, we went through this kind of uh, stepped approach with him. They had started doing these like money dates, almost these these dreaming dates where they'd sit down over dinner with some wine as their son was napping. They had a very young son and they would talk about the future, the future they wanted to bring together, the future they wanted to have together in the next five, 10, 20, 25, you know, name it number of years, what they were building together. And I'll tell you what that made his heart sing because he was a big ideas guy. He loved to think that far in the future. So they would start planning and aligning their goals and expectations of their partnership, aligning where they were going together and dreaming big and making some compromises uh, between what she wanted for her life and for their life and what he wanted for his life and for their life. So they started putting those dreams together. Now comes the fun part. She wanted to sit down and budget it out with him make a plan to get to those dreams. He just wanted to see how. He didn't want to do that that kind of work. He just wanted to see it done and know what he had to do. So the next step then was for her to put together, because she loved doing this anyway, to, to put together a few different budgets and to show him, okay, if we do this, then this will happen. If we do that, then that will happen. And she modeled out their future. Do we have a Black Friday sale for you? If you're in debt and you know you could use some guidance, motivation, and accountability to finally get out of debt, then look no further. Now is the best time to join group financial coaching as we sweeten the deal with a get out of debt for good class and lower the price to just $97 per month. That's 34% off every single month you're enrolled. But wait, for Black Friday, I'm throwing in a free coaching session before you join the group. Book a complimentary consultation right on saverstreet.com to start now. To grab this deal, go right to saverstreet.com and book a complimentary consultation. Mention this Black Friday ad And instead of $147 per month, you will get into group coaching for just $97 a month. What are you willing to do or to give up or to save or to, you know, what are we willing to do now? And what are, what do we want to do later? What are we willing to not do now so that we can do different things later? And that, that was step number two is her modeling out the budgets and to not come to him and say line by line, you know, this is what it is, but here are these big buckets in our budget. Here are what our choices are for spending, for income, for, for different things like that. And he was receptive. You know, he was receptive to those big budgets, those big buckets in the budget. Then later, it came to, okay, well, he's not going to be cataloging all the spending. So how can we give her some insight not to nitpick and to say, Hey, what did you go spend? You know, what did you go buy at target? Or did you really need those boots? You know, but to come back and say, Hey, here's how we're doing on our target big buckets. And, and we're at a decision point where we can either do this or we can do that. 
And I would love to sit down and talk about that with you because remember our dream, remember our future that we're trying to build. Here's how we're building it. Now, let me address the hidden, you know, the elephant in the room here. She's doing a lot of work. She is helping keep them on track. And it is a lot of invisible work that people don't see, but she likes doing it. She loves keeping people on track. This is something that shows that she loves her family and that she loves him. And so she's doing that part. And he is doing the part of listening just kind of incrementally. You see how that was incrementally built over time? The the dreaming and then the big buckets and then the smaller little aspects of those buckets and then and then seeing how their spending is interacting with their future. Those are little introductions and different ways to to gradually introduce somebody to to proper money management or money management that that will get you to the future that you want. So she she introduced different aspects and and the way that she talked to him changed over time. And they they started to really relate to each other better about, you know, and relate to money better. They started talking about, okay, well, what happens when you have this, this emotional response to something and we talk about it together instead of the knee jerk reaction of, of trying to buy something to soothe yourself. Let's talk about that. And their partnership deepened and, and they had a lot more harmony in their home. So, so here's the bottom line. An equal partnership doesn't mean that people do the same things. An equal partnership means that you support each other in the ways that you need to support each other. And you take on the roles that are appropriate to your personality and to your position. So, so I don't mean like, you know, the, you know, your position as a, as a woman or as a man. No, 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 no. I mean, the, your position as the person who's detail oriented, your position as the person who can motivate and see those big ideas and get inspired by that. Your position that you have in your family as the person who does more of the heavy lifting around the home or, or whatnot, literal or figurative. So think through what your partnership looks like, and it doesn't have to look like everybody else's. So I am the bread earner in the, in the home. My husband is a missionary and a minister. He doesn't make much money. And you know what? I signed up for that. I knew what I was getting into. There's no resentment. I love what he does and I help him with it. I take time away from Saver Street from my company to help him with that. And that's my position in the family. That's okay. I love it. I hope this helps to approach if your spouse doesn't seem to care about money and doesn't seem to care about the budget, help them understand, you know, ask questions, spend time with them. Stop accusing them of not caring because chances are if they care about you, they care about your marriage or your partnership, they care about your family, then they do care about money and how to spend money. They just don't care the way that you care. They just don't do the same things that you do. So, Understand how they care, understand 
what is keeping them from, from looking at any of the numbers and gradually introduce this idea of budgeting and money management and the fact that you need to, your job here as you're earning money is to earn money for your bills now and your bills later for when you're not working. That's called saving up for retirement or saving up for your future, right? Your future bills. It gradually introduced them to that topic. And you'll find that your spouse, if they care about you, they care about your partnership or marriage, and they care about your family together, then they do care about money. They just don't know it and they don't care the way that you care. They're not going to do the same things you do. They are not you. So help them to be them and help them to understand how your actions as a family and your spending habits as a family down the line. Remember, you have to gradually introduce them to this. Your spending as a family are affecting your future. Okay. All right. I think that's it for now. That was a very high level overview and getting into one very specific example. I have a whole course on this. So this, this is what I do and what I love to do is help couples come together and love each other more and get this whole big money thing out of the way so that they can enjoy each other, enjoy time together, enjoy themselves and climb, climb whatever ladder that they're climbing in their lives and their career in, you know, toward retirement, toward, toward whatever kind of pursuits that they want to pursue anyway. I love all of this. So if that is what you're struggling with, come see me. I'd love to help you. It's not all that expensive. What you get from it, I mean, it pays dividends. So, all right, I'll talk to you in the next episode. I hope this helped. It is, again, one specific example from one one different place. There are so many other ways that this could go. There are so many other examples. There are so many other flows. It's very particular. But take the big points from this and try to apply them to your life and see how much progress you can make. I'll talk to you in the next episode. Have a great rest of your week. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Living a Budget. I'm glad you're here. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate our podcast on iTunes or whatever you're using to listen. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at saver.street. And if you need help with your personal finances, feel free to book a complimentary consultation at saverstreet.com. We'll help you find what you need in your journey to financial independence. I'll see you in the next episode.